Hello, business building warrior. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host for the opening segment today. My name's Jim Cockrum. If you didn't know it, if you're new around here, we've got about 650 plus episodes of this podcast now, hundreds of episodes where we've interviewed the successful students from our community who are using the strategies from our flagship Amazon training course. We call it the Proven Amazon course. We've got a free community of over 73,000 folks in our Facebook group. Go join them if you'd like. Check out our course. Check out other episodes of this podcast. All those links are at silentgym.com. The only link you'll need as a fan of this show. One little quick announcement that I'm going to tell you a little bit about today's guest on our episode. It's a coach on our team who's going to be interviewed by a couple other coaches. I'll fill you in on that in just a minute. But I want you to get out your smartphone and text a phone number. If you live in the U.S. or Canada, we'd love to get you on our smartphone alert system so we can send you a text when there's an important announcement, an update, a free training. We have weekly training sessions, for example. We'd love to start to alert people about those because email can be so inefficient. Facebook groups are great, but it's hard to get a message to everybody. We're going to do some SMS marketing, some text marketing. So get this phone number written down. Here it goes. 507 800-0090. I'll stick it in the show notes as well today. You can go find it there. That number again, 507-800-0090. And you want to text the word silent gym to that phone number. And that gets you on our alert list. Silent gym, just like it says here on the sign, if you're watching on YouTube, silent J I M one word. 507-800-0090. That's only if you want to be on our text alert system. A lot of people are jumping on there. We've had some tremendous participation so far. Looking forward to starting to use that very soon and keep you guys in the loop. If you're a fan of the show, you want to know when a new podcast episode comes out. You want to know when there's a new free training opportunity, some special announcements. If you don't like it, just reply stop anytime and it shuts it off. So give it a shot. All right. So today we're going to be visited by special guests that you guys have come to know, love, and trust around here. They've done multiple episodes with us. I'm talking, of course, about Brian and Robin Joy Olson. They've been the guest hosts on multiple episodes at this point, and today they've got a guest as well, another coach on our team, Tori Knudsen, who's been a coach with us for quite a while now. She's doing a tremendous job. A little background, I'm not going to steal from the story too much, but I just wanted to fill you in on some of the things I love about the story is her and her husband have gone full-time with their Amazon business. He had a film movie career. She had a voice lessons career, and they've stepped back, not completely out of both of those, but almost entirely into building a beautiful business on Amazon. It's going really well. They're great coaches. Tori is on our team. And they talk about some things today. I just wanted to go over a little bit with you, fill in some gaps. So if there's anyone new, especially, we don't lose anyone. She talks a lot about today, TA. TA, what is that? Tactical arbitrage. That's one of the tools that some of the more advanced online arbitrage sellers in our community are using. Don't be intimidated by it. We've actually got a great course that goes into how to use TA at this website. I'll stick it in the show notes as well, but the website is OA Simplified, as in online arbitrage, oasimplified.com. Now, before you rush out and buy that course, don't do it. It's included as one of the dozens of great free modules inside the proven Amazon course, the only course you'll ever need. 
as an Amazon seller. Dozens of modules for all levels of sellers. But she mentions TA today. Brian and Robin talk about it with Tori. That's what it is, tactical arbitrage. It's one of the many tools you can use. You don't need it. Some people love it. Some people don't. If you do start investigating it, oasimplified.com is the course that helps step you through it. Go to that website. It's actually pretty cool. Go listen to those interviews and see what we did with that course. Pretty special stuff, free inside the Proven Amazon course. She also talks a little bit about how she uses a virtual assistant, which is a great part of the show. Uh, How many ASINs, how many new great listings she finds per hour, kind of the expectation there, how they consider that to be the fuel of their entire business model is finding new replens, finding new test-worthy ASINs, as we call them. That's what we teach you in the Proven Amazon course. She talks about that as a, a kind of a baseline skill that everybody needs before you start getting virtual assistance and automating. You need to understand that part and be able to do it yourself. That's vital. I love that segment. Uh, they talk through some great tips and tricks, how to use a prep center, who needs a prep center, what decisions go into deciding, hey, should I have someone else putting my stuff in a box or should I be doing it myself still? Uh, I just love the diversity of the backgrounds of the different coaches on our team, the students for, in our community. It really starts to make you think, wow, I think just about anybody who's willing to put in the work, the time, the blood, sweat, tears, the energy, you got to do some work to launch a business of any kind, right? But if you're willing to do that work, man, this is a beautiful business model. And today is just more evidence of that. I'm going to turn the microphone over to my good friends, Brian and Robin Joy Olson now, as they interview the tremendous coach on our team, Tori Knudsen. Enjoy this episode. We'll talk to you soon. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We are your co-hosts. I'm Brian. And I'm Robin Joy. And this is Coach's Corner. Today, we're joined by a special guest, Tori Knudsen, who's one of the coaches in the Jim Cochran program and uh, is also in one of the masterminds that we belong to. So we do cross paths every now and again. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tori, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, really happy to have you. When uh, we started putting together uh, a list of coaches who we thought we wanted to have on the show, you, of course, were at the top of the list. And just because we know kind of your your background, and so we thought it'd be a great share. So we're really looking forward to kind of digging in on that stuff tonight. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So let's start off with maybe give us a, a, a brief recap of how you got started in the business and kind of what your expertise is. Yeah. So um, my husband and I have been selling on Amazon for actually almost seven years. We started out doing retail arbitrage. It was a very small, like on the side thing just to make some extra cash. And we did that for several years. Mm -hmm. And my husband's background is actually in the film industry. So during COVID, he was not able to work in the film industry because everything shut down. Mm -hmm. So he came to me and he said, I think we can do this more. I think we can sell more full-time. And I was like, you are nuts. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, we cannot do this. Um, But he's like, no, I really think we can. And so we started doing more. And at that time, it was retail arbitrage. And we were doing pretty well. We were definitely making more money to get by. Um, We had some other streams of income coming in, and it was working. And then he got another film job, and he was like, hey, so you know, now that I've been home... I really like being home and I would Sounds really a little familiar. <laughs> like I would really love to do this, you know, like full time, like not go back after this job. And I'm like, what? Like, 
He's like, yeah. And this is at the time when OA started to become more popular. I was talking to other people online, making some kind of Amazon online friends, and they were doing OA. And he said, and I started, I was like, well, I have been hearing about people doing online and not really retail. And he's like, well, I think you should learn that. And then you can build it up. While I'm gonna <laughs> fill. And, I, and it was very like, I'll help you. But like, if you can do this, that I can make our primary income and I can transition out and we can do it together. And I was like, okay, like we can at least try it. And honestly, oh, it just took off. It, it was very successful. Um, we grew pretty quickly. It was about a six month that we realized like, okay, yeah, we can do this. And so back in January of 2022, he said, you know, no, I don't want to say goodbye, but like, see you later film. I'm going to do this. He takes film jobs every now and then, but that's when we decided to um, go full time and um, be at home together and run the business. So we primarily do OA. I would say it was 100% OA. Pretty recently, we have added a little bit of RA back in just because those nice little profit boosts are awesome. Yeah. Um, but yes, we primarily do OA. We do TA, we do leads list, we do manual sourcing, we do your guys's keep a strategy. We're kind of a little all over the place as far as like what we do with sourcing, just because I find it nice to have a like a, just different options. Yes, yeah, so a variety yeah. of different options. Yeah. yeah, that's a little bit about us. So we work from home full time, and uh, that's great. That's terrific. And uh, sorry, remind me of your husband's name. Brandon. Brandon. You, Brandon. Yeah, I think you said it and I yes. it slipped right by me. So so Brandon, you know, is pretty much at home now full time and, and yes. you guys are, you know, yes. doing, doing well with the business. I'm curious, did you find a uh, kind of a local honey pot as it relates to RA or is yes. this like, okay. Yes, we definitely have some nice regional stores by us where we can shop at and tend to be the little gold mines, which have been really helpful um, as far as doing RA. You know, still go to the normal, typical Walmart, Target every now and then, but those Mm -hmm. aren't our favorites, to be honest with you. Um, Yes, like you said, little honey pots that are specific to... uh, So I'm in Georgia, so I'm not sure if it's specific to Georgia or the Southeast, but... Yeah, that's great. Those regional stores are great finds. I we yes. we find that there's a lot of like missing flavors from the national chains that you can get at the smaller stores. Right. Sizes, configurations. I mean, the, the regional stores are awesome. Mm-hmm. Not yes. to spend too much time on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I great, agree. Great. They are definitely yeah. where we are usually find our most profitable items and yeah. a higher quantity of those items. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So how did you then get into the coaching ranks? Yeah. So my background, this does relate. My background's actually in musical theater. And I taught voice lessons for 10 years, private voice lessons. So I've been in the teaching and especially one-on-one coaching realm for a long time. I also worked in a theater company and taught... Um, classes and several different things. So wow. teaching is something that I have done for a long time. Um, special request: uh, if I could get a session with you before we hit the uh, a karaoke place okay. uh, <laughs> yeah. while we're in Ohio. No. Great. We'll have a quick, we'll have a quick little lesson, and uh, you'll be ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that is my background. So 
I obviously listening to the podcast had heard about coaching and I'm good friends with Jessica Decker and also Leah Maudlin. And, you know, they were both talking about teaching and knew my background and had suggested to me, Hey, you'd probably be really good at this. And so back, I think in, I guess like April or May of last year, Jessica and I have been kind of been talking about it on and off. And she reached out to me and said, Hey, like, I'm officially asking you to join my team. <laughs> and I was like, I haven't gotten the oh, message. I really would like you to be a coach. Yeah, yeah. And I'd really like you to do this. And I was like, okay, like, sounds good. I could do that. You know, I think it'll be a good side thing, something I can focus on. And I really do enjoy meeting other people and I enjoy seeing other people's businesses grow. I definitely agree with the whole abundance mindset. I want mm. to give what we have learned and help other people avoid the mistakes we made. So yeah, that's how I got started. So that's interesting. I think uh, Jessica felt the heat. And so she was like, I get a, I better snatch up Tori before the Olsons come along and say, hey, would you be on our team? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Seriously, we were like, yeah, we were the next call. Trust yeah. me. Oh. <laughs> so I'm glad you're on the team though. I'm I very mean, flattered. Yeah. Thank you. So you teach the, uh, or with your coaching clients, the same strategies that you're using. TA, leads list, all all that good stuff. Yes. So I personally feel that when it comes to coaching, I am very, I I guess, customized. Like I want to do, I I like to get to know the student. Mm -hmm. My first call is always like, talk to me about who you are Mm -hmm. and what you're wanting out of this business. Because the different approaches that I may suggest I really try to have a tailor to them, not just what they want out of the business, but their personality. I think that there are certain approaches that are more difficult for certain personalities. I think of a particular student of mine who she's like, I love data and I love going through <laughs> things. I'm like, okay, you're going to love TA. <laughs> right? Or you're going to love going through those keeper results, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's something, and, and she does, she loves it. And, oh, wow. But someone who's a little more like, like I just want to go, you know, like they want to move, they want to go. That can be a little, you know, that the other options can be a little more challenging and something Mm -hmm. like, Hey, let's, you know, maybe we're doing TA, but we're doing it in a different way, or let's look Mm -hmm. into leads lists or other options. So yes, I try to have it be very tailored, but I am teaching strategies that I am personally using or am familiar enough with. And then also I do every now and then get some students who are doing RA, but primarily my students are OA. Okay. That's great. I mean, it helps to have a lot of tools in the, in the tool bag when, when you are a teacher or a coach, because you often have to align, as you say, dig in, figure out what motivates them and and line that up. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. For sure. Because the goal is that you're going to keep that you're going to keep doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And that what you invested in your coaching is going to pay off. And mm-hmm. so that's why I want them to feel like I'm giving them ideas, strategies, and solutions that are going to best benefit them. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to talk about that for a minute. What you said around you're going to keep doing them is something that Robin and I have been talking a lot about lately, which is just maybe setting expectations about whatever this is that you're going to do for the next month or whatever. It's actually, you're going to do it for the rest of your Amazon career, mm-hmm. like whatever it parts is, of it. parts yeah. of it, right. Until right. maybe you get parts of it outsourced and whatever, but really adding, adding the products to your business is, is like putting gasoline in the tank. 
And sure. you need to be the one who's really good at that so that um, you can train other people to do it. If, if you yes. eventually want to tap out and have more of a leadership role in that type of organization, but regardless, it has to happen all the time in your business, right? Yes. There's never a point where you can just like take your foot off the gas and, and coast and expect to maintain. Right. 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 No business is like that. Right. right? Correct. And, and, and that's absolutely true, Brian. And obviously Tori agrees. The good news is, it gets easier, it gets faster. Mm-hmm. You yes. can you can outsource it at some point. So get through the hard part. And then if you get yeah. good at it, it's going to be a whole lot easier and a whole yes. lot more enjoyable. Getting over the hump is is a big thing. And that's what I mm-hmm. tell a lot of my students. Like this part, getting once you like really get it and it clicks with sourcing, mm-hmm. you will be okay. But getting yeah. there can take some time and everyone's timeline is different. And that's okay. Yep. Exactly. Like yep. that's okay. You don't, I think it's very easy in this business to compare like, oh, well they got it in, you know, they're doing $10,000 in three months and it took me, uh-huh. you know, a year or whatever. Like that's okay. Everyone is different. Everyone's situation is different with their capital, how much time they have, what resources they have. And so working in with what you have and being consistent and patient. Mm-hmm. Yes. And patient and just working hard and being consistent, you can get there. I truly, truly believe that anybody can do this business. Mm-hmm. It's just sticking with it and being patient. So I agree. Robin says all the time that you have to embrace the process. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of what you said in the in the beginning about having this abundance mindset mm-hmm. and remembering, well, comparison is the thief of joy, first of all, mm-hmm. right? So don't compare yourself. Just live your, do your thing. And embrace it. You're only going to get to go through it one time. And Mm -hmm. once that click happens, you're not going to really remember what, you know, and you're not going to be able to go back to that point in time. Exactly. And that's why sometimes on the podcast, we hear people telling their stories and like, and then this happened and this happened and they forgot all about how they felt in the beginning. Yeah. Right. And you will too. Right. (laughs) Every client who gets to the other side of that is going to forget all about it. Mm -hmm. We did. If you listen to our uh, original interview. We're, I listen back to it now. I'm like, oh, yeah, we acted like we just snapped our fingers yeah. and that happened. <laughs> so not yeah. true. But that's what it felt like at the time sure. after we were past that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Once you once it clicks mm-hmm. and you yeah. feel like, oh, I got this. Yeah. It's like it all just went away. It all like, goes away. All, yeah. yeah. And, and that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> that is normal. Right. And yes. that's another thing that it's hard for coaching clients to know what's normal at this point. I, okay. I've had three or four coaching sessions and I don't feel like I've gotten anywhere. Is that normal? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Because three or four coaching sessions is doing things that you can't see anything back from yet. You're sure. doing the right things. You just can't see the results just yet. You, yes. Like you said, you have to be patient. Yes. Hang in there. In a few weeks, we're going to see the bounty of what you mm-hmm. have sown, right? For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I personally have found that it really does depend on, you know, okay, within, let's say, three or four coaching sessions, you know, how much time have you been able to spend on your business? You know, yeah. if you're working a full-time job as well, you have a family it might take you a little bit more time because you don't have as much time to be practicing. If you're working with a smaller capital, you know, all of those Mm -hmm. things contribute to how quickly are you necessarily going to pick things up and feel comfortable with sourcing. And that's all okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is. It is all okay. And that's the message. And I like that message. It's okay Mm -hmm. to be right where you are 
at right this moment, right now, it's right. okay to be there. And we're going to go from there to where you want exactly. to go. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone's timeline and journey is different and that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So uh, good stuff. we've kind of covered uh, the tools that you use and where your expertise is and you're very diverse, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the common questions that you get from your coaching uh, clients at various stages of their coaching career? Yeah. So I get a lot of questions on Keepa. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot, I, I am heavily focused on making sure a student can read a keep a chart well. In my personal belief, if you can't read a keep a chart well, you're going to really struggle with any kind of sourcing method that you use. Mm-hmm. So I usually get quite a bit of questions on Keepa, and I like to make sure my students feel very confident when reading a keep a chart. Mm-hmm. A lot of other questions that I get are just common TA questions, you know, in regards to filters and this popping up and why, if I run it at this time, will I get these results? And then if I run it at this time, I get these different results or it's not giving me any results. And TA can be one of those things that people have a lot of questions about. I can uh, feel frustrated with sometimes. And so I also talk through a lot of pros and cons when it comes to TA and they can give you some variations and and why sometimes that's good and why sometimes it can be a little frustrating. And then I get a lot of questions in regards to, you know, OA and price tanking or Mm. how fast people can jump on things. OA has become very popular in the last couple of years. And so the game has changed a little bit. And so I talk to my students a lot about that and answer a lot of questions to have realistic expectations in regards to OA. And I also tell my students, the more time you can put into sourcing, finding your own leads, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the less likely you're going to have with things tanking. Mm-hmm. We talked through a lot of questions on that. Um, but I would find in general, just sourcing strategies and what is happening from those source, sourcing methods and those ASINs coming on their Amazon account and how it's working or how it's selling would be the most common questions I get. After that, it's things like accounting or mm-hmm. you know how do you keep track of things and your numbers and, and things like that. I really like to know my numbers. <laughs> Yeah, um, I am like, I need to know what's going on. Um, so I'm always <laughs> calculating things. And so I do tell students up front, like, hey, I'm kind of big into the accounting. So like, if you need any help, <laughs> and some people totally got it. Um, but there are some they're like, yes, please. Like, I have no <laughs> idea. And so and Amazon can be really overwhelming in regards to all the mm-hmm. fees and numbers. Right. So that would probably be the next set of questions I get that are most common. Well, I can think of one that you didn't cover, which we get all the time. Is that why did my order get canceled? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's going on? It yeah. happens. Yes. Help me with canceled orders. I do yeah. get a lot of questions on prep centers. Mm-hmm. And yes, the canceling orders, if I have any tips or tricks, which I definitely do, you know, but also, especially when it comes to canceled orders, I tell people the OA, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just know. It's we just know that probably it's not 10%, but we go in and know 10% of what we buy might get canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've had days where we've placed orders and half of them get canceled. Oh, and yeah. it is, of course, it is really frustrating, right? When that yep. happens, but we just expect it now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think expectations are a lot of the game, right? It's the same way with, well, how come I can't find any ASINs to test, right? Well, you're going to find a lot that don't work. When, yes. As soon as you're comfortable with that, 
then we can move forward. I tell people a lot, you are going to find more that doesn't work than what does work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's get through those ones that don't work as fast as we can. Right. That is another question I get. How many ASINs should I realistically be able to find in an hour? Mm -hmm. And when I tell people, well, the standard for a VA is one an hour typically. Mm -hmm. So if you think about yourself, you know, that's, you know, maybe one to two. So depending on how you're sourcing and they're and they're like, what? I agree. This is the same standard that we use. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's I'm like, listen, to be about one an hour and you got to right. put in a full hour to get them sometimes. Yeah. You and may have to work five hours. hours to get five in the last hour. <laughs> right. And sometimes of course, you're going to find more and sometimes you're going to find less. I still working, doing this full time with my husband, we will have days where we both look at each other and be like, okay, I'm done. Like, yeah. like, I'm done. I'm frustrated. I'm over yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So that still happens with us. And we feel very confident sourcing. So it's going to yeah. happen to anybody. Like mm-hmm. that's a very, again, normal thing. Um, so exactly. I really try to set that expectation with my students. Like, Hey, not every day is going to be the same when you're sourcing and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Some days yeah. it feels like all you can do is find winning ASINs. Some right. days. You all you can find are losers. Every right. rabbit trail leads yeah. nowhere, and it's like yes. you know. It's just sometimes it's like that. Yeah, and so you embrace it. <laughs> that's yeah. all you can do is say, "All right, well, I got through that day, so yeah. next day it'll be better." <laughs> right, and that's the thing that I have to tell. Like, not every day is like that, right? Yeah. If I'm being consistent, it's not going to be like that. So I just, I almost like have to get through that bad day so I can move on to my good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I'm hoping some of some of the clients that we're working with are listening to this and they know that I'm not the only one saying this. So I feel pretty much hear this from most of the coaches. It's yes. normal not to it's find normal. It's yes. normal to have to look at a lot of ASINs to find a few that you And can I'm get. sure there's been a few times where they haven't said it to me, but I'm sure my students are like, oh, that is not <laughs> <laughs> I have very I have wonderful students. They're very kind. But, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily want to hear that, but it is, <laughs> it is you know, it's good to have yeah. realistic ex- expectations. So uh, around that, when you're working with someone that is like stuck, you, you need to help troubleshoot. Like they've gone three days, they're not, they didn't find anything, or it's been a week and they're really dejected or disappointed because they haven't found the success that they expected. What kind of things do you help them sort of uh, help them with to troubleshoot uh, their business so that they can get back on the right track? Or just to feel better about it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So the first question that I normally ask is like, hey, I want to know like in detail, like what you're doing with that sourcing method. So Mm -hmm. show me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like if you're, let's just say you're using TA. Okay. Can you tell me what filters you're putting on? Can you tell Mm -hmm. me what stores you're sourcing? Can you tell me the URLs or the easy bucket filters that you're using? (laughs) Um, And Try to get that just to try to make sure that we're really working through this process correctly. Mm -hmm. Normally, what I end up finding is there's a couple little tweaks that can be made. And that's the thing I find with sourcing that's really crazy. A lot of the times it's just tweaking little Mm -hmm. tiny things. Absolutely agree. Yeah, let's just do it together. And then there's some little thing. Oh, I thought you were supposed to do this. Try it this way. Boom. Yes. The world opens up. Right. Sometimes That's it's like, normally oh. what I find it to be. Now, there are times where they're doing it correctly. And I'll say, like, so if it's, especially if it's been a couple of weeks and they've been doing a particular sourcing method, I'm like, okay, let's try something else. Mm-hmm. Or let's just take a break. Yeah. Take a break yeah. from that. Let's try something else. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I like also doing different methods because I do that in my own business, right? Yeah. Like something's not working for me right now. 
Okay. I have other things in my toolbox. Let's switch Mm -hmm. it up. And so that's Mm -hmm. normally what I recommend to my students. Hey, let's try something else and see how it goes. Now, you know how to do this sourcing method. You can come back to it if you so choose, but let's try this. Normally between those, it works. So far, we've been able to get through with everybody. I've been able to do one of those two options and they've all been able to figure it out so far. So, okay. yeah. Sure. Great. Great. So um, I know you're not 100% outsourced because it sounds like, unless you're dropping off your RA at a prep center, which could be. No, we're not. No, you're not? Okay. Uh, so Unfortunately, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We still have yeah. we still have stuff around here too. We don't really have room for it, but um, sure. mainly for testing, like does this fit in this box and mm-hmm. you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, we shop if we're doing that, we shop for it and we drop it off where it needs to be prepped, which is a big help. But yeah, we use relatives yeah. for that, so we just drop it off. Okay. There and they okay. It for it. So you know how to outsource your business. You do you have a VA? I do not have a VA. Okay. That is something that we are looking to add probably um, in the new year. Mm -hmm. Because my husband and I are both working it, we Mm -hmm. kind of have the advantage of piggybacking on one another. So we haven't necessarily felt the need to have Mm -hmm. a VA at this Mm -hmm. point. We're hoping that the business will get to the point by the end of the year that, hey, like we really need to move in this direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get a bunch of time back. That's what I'm hoping. So how do you... you, uh, sort of guide your coaching clients into the outsourced uh, model, whether it's prep center, VA, um, or other? Yeah. So most of the students I get, they want to use a prep center. Obviously, the appeal of OA is that I don't have to touch my products, right? So they want Mm -hmm. to use a prep center. What I really tell my students is this. I totally get it. I, I hate prepping. Okay. Like I hate it. And if my husband were here, he'd be like, oh yeah, she hates prepping. Okay. So like I hate it. Even when our RA stuff comes, I get really annoyed. Like I just don't like it. And we don't even do a lot of RA. Like I am talking it's so tiny. Anyway. Um so but what I do tell my students is this listen. When you are first starting and you want to move to a prep center, that's totally fine. But you need to make sure that you are selling enough to make sure a prep center can be worth it. I have seen this happen a few times where the student gets a prep center right off the bat. And most prep centers require a minimum. Mm-hmm. And when you have that minimum, but you're not working with tons of capital, it can be stressful to try to hit that minimum. Mm-hmm. And then you end up making very little money. And it just becomes this cycle that can be difficult to get out of. So I do tell my students, listen, I get it. I get that prepping is frustrating at first. However, I would make sure that when you get a prep center, you need to be doing more than the minimum. Mm-hmm. Don't just go in, oh, now I'm doing four or 500 units. So I can go into a prep center. Try to do a little over that. So you can still be sourcing the type of products that you want to. Because even when you add in that sourcing fee, and even if you're in a sales tax-free state and you take it out, it is costing you. So you, at times, you know, sometimes it can be a wash, but there are times where it's not always Mm -hmm. a wash. And so being realistic that it is going to take out some of your profit. And so you need to make sure that you're prepared for that. So that is what I, that is the main place that most of my students want to outsource. And I guide them in that process of like, Hey, these, this looks good. Let's go ahead and get you into a prep center. As far as a VA goes, that truly depends a lot on where just a student wants to grow their business. Mm-hmm. Um, I have plenty of students who are, they just want to do this part-time on the side. Mm-hmm. And I personally, and me personally, a lot of the times they're like, I'm fine with sourcing. I don't need a VA. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. People who want to do it full-time, 
right? Then looking into a VA is going to be a good option for you. However, I always tell my student, do not get a VA before you know what you're doing. You need to know what you're doing before you get a VA. I don't care how much experience that VA has. I don't, I don't care, right? They don't know you. Mm-hmm. And so you need to know what you like and what you want to do and what's working for your business. Mm-hmm. I've unfortunately seen that happen too many times where students didn't have a super solid understanding of sourcing or what they like to source. Because I think everybody has different um, things that they like to source. Mm-hmm. And then they got a VA and it just became difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so that's so that is my recommendation recommendation on a VA. Mm-hmm. Always mm-hmm. just make sure that you feel confident and that it's aligning with your goals. Um, you know, and doing a, I guess. Oh, just like, <laughs> like a, oh, a cost benefit analysis of like, okay, 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 how much you're spending, but your time and what's yeah. valuable to you and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. So no, that's awesome. I, wanna... I absolutely agree with that sentiment. And it's not just because I don't, I want you to learn this is because it's really going to be more difficult for you. Right. If you're depending on someone who doesn't care about your business, they care about the one thing that they do that you're paying them for. Right. And they're not going to be as concerned as you are. So if you don't know what you want, if you don't know what you're expecting out of that and you're depending on them for that, they're not going to be the right person to give you that advice. Yes. And and not to say that, you know, VAs don't care about doing a no. good job or anything like that, but you do have more stake in your business than they do. Right. Yeah. And, and so they care about what you're paying them to care exactly. about. They don't know about the rest of your business. Exactly. Yes. So for sure, I think outsourcing is great, obviously, for people, especially who want to do this full time and they want to make a full time income. Outsourcing is going to be a necessity. However, making sure that you're doing it at an appropriate time. So you're not all of a sudden seeing, okay, well now I'm not making any money is the timing that I really try to work on with students. So again, comes in patience. Yes. Grasshopper. So (laughs) I I wanted to jump through the screen and give you a double high five on the, on the VA thing. Cause I think that's, uh, it's awesome. And that was very well said. And it uh, speaks to one of the quotes that we heard from Matt Thompson in the coaching office where he's, you know, he says, yeah, we absolutely coach to do it before you delegate it because you need to understand what that is. Right. Because if you pass off that task and someone is struggling, you can't even get in there and help them out. And we're fortunate enough in a business like this where, you know, most of the mechanics types things are, are, you know, contained enough that we can do them even as a single, you know, person shop. So mm-hmm. you can do them all. You don't have to know 14 different jobs to do this business, right. right? Three or four is really all it takes. And then you can actually train someone else how to do those things too. Yes, absolutely. And I always, I always tell my students, I'm like, listen, you can do what you want. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you want to go make that choice, that's fine. I'm just yeah. telling you based on my professional experience and other people that I've heard from and what I have seen, this is what I would advise you in or not advise you in. I do always try to preface with my student, like, this is your business. This isn't my business, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm just here to guide you and advise you as best I can and what I would do in my Mm -hmm. own business. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a very good point, Tori. I'm glad you brought it up because uh, we're here to help you meet your goals. We're also here to tell you what we have seen people fall down in and and let you know that we're going to give you advice but there there's going to be all kinds of advice on that same subject you have access to all kinds of advice you're going to have to decide which advice you're going to take and what you're going to try next 
and we are going to support you as your coaches in whatever decision you make. And then if you want to change because that wasn't working, we'll help you adjust to a different a different right. strategy. But we're going to support you in what you decide. We just want to make sure you're making that decision with your eyes wide open. Yes, absolutely. Cool. So we talked about sort of the challenges that that people have and, and the variety that exists and when someone gets stuck mm-hmm. and how you get them unstuck. How do you know or do you know when it actually does click with someone? What are the sort of the signs when that happens? <laughs> well, normally I could tell because the student's getting on the call and smiling. There you go. Right? Yeah. They're like, hi. My yeah. power does make going? one smile. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how are things going? Great. And I'm like, and I always ask, this is one of the questions I would, how is sourcing going? Mm-hmm. You tell me about sourcing because mm-hmm. I personally believe, right? If you're struggling with sourcing, everything else is just going to make you frustrated. Yeah. It is <laughs> fundamental. Right. And so that's how I know. And I would definitely say like when I can hear someone being able to tell me things about the strategy mm-hmm. is when like, okay, I, you get what I'm talking about. You get what I'm saying and that they're seeing their items sell mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Then it's like, okay, we see your sales going like, okay, that tells me, you know, how to read a keep a chart. Yeah. Right. We see that, you know, you don't feel like you are spending so much amount of time and just finding such a small amount of product. Mm-hmm. All of those things help me know, okay, they got it. They're do- and the funny thing is when it clicks with my students in the call, they're kind of like, okay, so like, I just keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you just keep yeah. doing this. And yes. then they're like, oh, it. okay, yeah. well, great. And then it's funny because, you know, everyone is different as far as like when sure. they get it. I've had it happen on session two or three, and I've had it happen on like session six or seven, mm-hmm. um, sometimes even a little bit more than that, or, you know, what they were doing is changed and they want to change it up in later mm-hmm. sessions. And then a lot of our, if, especially if a student gets it at the beginning, right. A lot of our other sessions are like, you just answering like questions, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or just learning about other aspects of the business, like mm-hmm. when to outsource or accounting right. or right. being accountability pot partners. Right. Yeah, how one about masterminds or things like that, yeah. um, and those are fun too. As you know, it's it's always it makes me happy to see when students get it right and it's working, and that they're the money that they invested in coaching is paying off. They're mm-hmm. getting their business rolling. Like that's always such a good feeling. Yes, Agreed. great. So you are taking new coaching clients. Yes, and so if somebody called the coaching office and they said, you know, I heard. Tori on the podcast the other day, and I really think I can relate to her. They could request and uh, see if they could get hooked up with Tori. Absolutely. I'd love to chat, make sure we're going to be a good fit. And uh, if we are, I would love to work with you. Yeah. It, it goes through a process um, yeah. for sure. And your your best coach is chosen chosen for you. But yeah, they'll definitely try to make it work for you if if you can relate with what Tori's been saying. So good well, to know. And what I love about the coaching community is that there are, Jim's been saying 60 plus um, coaches in, this, in the yeah. space. And all of our businesses are different, mm-hmm. right? Tori, even the people that I know that you mentioned earlier in the call, your business is not exactly like theirs, right? Right. You've, it's a little bit different. And, and we're, because of that diversity within the coaching ranks, able to offer up such a great uh, coaching option for anyone who is interested. Like, yeah, I would really love to do TA, but it doesn't necessarily, I don't necessarily need to do only OA. Or right. I really want to do, you know, TA, OA, prep center, you know, whatever is. Mm-hmm. 
you know, kind of down the middle of the OA simplified model, you know, then we've got that as well. And so there are a lot of options and then you bring in the diversity because you can do more than just those things too. Yeah. Yeah. I I have, you know, dabbled in quite a few things. And the really great thing about the coaching office too, is especially if you decide like in your coaching, like I've even had some students say, Hey, I'm going to go do one session with somebody come back and then I'm going to come back. And that's always been helpful too. You know, even just having being able to get different perspectives and so, um, and learning different things, you know, it's nice when you have, you know, your main coach and then another coach to be helping and all of that. So Mm -hmm. I really do feel that the coaching program is designed to be as individualized for you as possible, um, which I think is why it's successful. Yes. I think so too. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely do. And, and successful clients are coming out all the time. So it still works. It's still good. Yeah. Great. Uh, awesome. Anything else you want to share with us, Tori? No, just that I'm really thankful for the opportunity to be on the podcast. I'm thankful to be a coach within the coaching community and all the students I've gotten to work with. I I think uh, I think I've gotten to like 30 or 40 at this point. So oh, I'm nice. just really That's wonderful thankful for and n- not all of them I'm still coaching but just in general yeah. been able to yeah. work with that many people mm-hmm. in in a, a little over a year like that's a lot. And so yeah. I'm really thankful for that opportunity and being able to see people's businesses grow and um, just being able to be a part of their journey. So if anyone, you know, wants me to help them with that, like I am honored. Um, it is something that I enjoy doing. So, and Great. like I said, I really appreciate you having me on. Of course. Wonderful. Well, thank uh, you for, for being on. We appreciate it as yeah. well. And yeah. I think like people like to hear from different coaches and kind of what's going on in the coaching mm-hmm. office and what do coaches Great. talk about. Yeah. yeah. So here awesome. you go. Great. Well, thanks so much, Tori. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us for today's episode. Before I let you go, I've got my good friend, Mr. Jeff Schick, a great sponsor of this show, a great servant of the community. He, of course, is available for all things Amazon legal and policy. He serves hundreds of sellers in our community, and he always has an interesting quick tip and topic for us about once a week. What do you got for us today, Jeff? Well, I have an interesting one about Walmart and other marketplace third-party sellers. So this has actually happened. Two people in one week have come to me with issues. Um, One of them is suspended because they purchased products from a third-party seller, and they were accused of the products being counterfeit. And we reached out to the brand, and the brand actually provided us with a lab report showing that the product that the seller was selling was counterfeit. So it creates a very interesting case that we're now working on because the seller you know, it's not just one of these bogus counterfeit without a test by claims. It's actually really counterfeit. And so it's a, it's a warning that you have, you know, when sourcing products, Walmart's a great source if you're buying from walmart.com itself as the seller. But so far, we've seen a really high percentage of issues from Walmart third-party sellers because Walmart just doesn't have the verifications in place that Amazon has to prevent counterfeit sellers. And so I'd like to say this is the first, but this is probably not even the fifth or sixth case that we've worked on now for sellers who bought actual counterfeit product from a Walmart third-party seller. Wow. And so, yeah, it's just... uh, Learning to distinguish, am I buying from Walmart or a third-party seller who's selling on Walmart is very important. And yeah, we've emphasized that for a long time around here. Don't buy from third-party sellers on Walmart. That's not going to be good enough. Uh, But it sounds like there's actually some people kind of catching some heat for that now. Correct. And it's, I mean, these products are all over the board. So we've seen it from cosmetics to toys to uh, games and, you know, just all sorts of products that are, you know, beings that are 
they're being sold on Walmart that you'd be like, they counterfeited that. And yeah, sure enough, they, they, they do. And so, wow. um, so you have to watch out for it because, you know, Amazon at the end of the day, they, they care about keeping a marketplace that consumers can trust. And if it, if they find that you're selling counterfeit products, they're just, they're not very, uh, they're not, not very forgiving. Initially, we've so far been able to get people back, but it just takes a while because we have to show that you're, you know, you have to really show real change to your supply chain and explain why you should get another chance because they know that you weren't doing a good job beforehand. So you have to show what's different. So it's uh, so it's a reminder, you know, Walmart has third party sellers, Newegg, Target even has third party sellers now. I'm trying to think of all the different marketplaces we've seen. The There's some, uh, the new site called TEMU. I'm completely opposed to yeah. as well. I haven't but, heard a know. success story out of that yet. I mean, if you want to pick up some cheap stuff for your own family, perhaps, but certainly don't buy anything there that you intend to resell. Correct. That's, that's um, from me. I'm not a lawyer. That's just friendly advice from Jim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you don't I, like to call out sites specifically, but I've yet to hear a success story there. I've heard some, some crazy yeah. stuff happening already. Yeah, Timu is probably on long par. Like I would trust it as much as I trust Craigslist at this point. Yeah. Maybe even a bit less. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm with you. Kind of, right. um, Facebook Marketplace, again, not a valid supply chain. Nope. Uh, eBay, not a valid. Um, nope. I have someone right now actually being sued. Uh, re- recent settlement offer was $40,000 because they were selling counterfeit products that were being that they were purchasing from eBay. From eBay. Um, so, yeah. It's, Just because uh, someone else is doing it and showing some success and excited about their success doesn't mean you should go down that path. I mean, to, to be clear, and correct me if I state this wrong, Jeff, but yeah. if it's an authorized distributor, if you could call the brand headquarters and say, hey, I just bought your products from this website, from this seller, from this yeah. chain, is that legitimate? You want them to say, absolutely, yes, it's legitimate. No question. Right. They're awesome. Anything less yeah. than that, you're rolling the dice. Correct. And, and some brands will actually clear it. Like for instance, when I used to be an authorized distributor for one of the pet shampoos, you could actually call, you know, Vincent who was in charge of sales and say, Hey, I'm buying from pet shampoo world. And he would say, yeah, I sell to them. I know exactly who they are. Mm -hmm. And then if Amazon, when they would call, he'd say, yeah, I sold to them. I issued that invoice and that's what you want. So that invoice with your name on it, not a (laughs) conglomerating party that's buying all this stuff up and then selling it to you with their name on the invoice. You want your name on the invoice. You want it from a legitimate distributor. And there are millions of opportunities out there, but you start cutting right. these corners and we're seeing Amazon is, you know, they're, they're just a little quicker to flip that switch and they're a little right. slower to get you back on the platform these days is what I'm feeling a vibe of. Absolutely, yeah. They're definitely, they're taking their time because they want to, you know, gone are the days where you can just write a really good plan of action and say, this is what happened. This is how it won't happen again. And this is, what we're doing to make sure it never happens again. They're not really interested in that anymore. Now they're really looking for, you know, like for instance, in one of our cases last year where the seller sold counterfeit stuff, the seller actually had to go out, acquire new um, distributor accounts at real distributors. And then we had to work with Amazon's attorneys and say, look, they set up these distributor accounts at these national companies that are verified by the brands. These are the brands they intend to sell. And their attorneys actually had to validate all of this before. And then when they came back and said, okay, but your seller's going to be on a watch list. And if we see that they're not doing this, then we're going to have another conversation and it's going to be a termination conversation. So, yeah, yeah. they're not playing around, you know, and that presents a huge opportunity. Those of us who are doing it right, paying attention to these details, hiring you, Jeff, to have you help monitor. I loved what you said at the 
the conference here just a few days ago, you spoke on stage for a couple of minutes and said, you know, my job is to help prevent you from getting into these kind of issues. So you've got right. the service now. Why don't you tell us about that briefly, the new yeah. service you have to help keep sellers out of trouble. If there's rules you're not even aware of, you can have someone else looking over things. Absolutely. So we actually have three um, full-time employees that work for me. We actually set up an office. And so we've got three full-time employees that used to work for Amazon and they go in and they're from the seller performance team and they go and check your uh, your account for any sort of future potential violations. So one of our team members, he was there for 13 years. He managed 30 Amazon seller performance associates. Another team member was at Amazon for two years and worked on the A to Z claims, order defect rates, and the, basically the customer service issues the sellers faced. And then another team member, she is coming on board next week, and she actually was one of the seller performance risk management investigators. So she's the one who would get the wow. notification that, hey, this account might be doing something wrong. And she would actually do the investigation and look for that wrongdoing and then recommend whether to suspend the person and, or and not. So these people have now left Amazon. They're now on your team helping us yes. keep our accounts healthy. And it's yes. a very reasonably priced program. How can folks go it, check that out? Absolutely. So the first thing you have to do is you have to sign up for our retainer, the $89 a month one. And then you just shoot to us an email and say, hey, I want to upgrade. And then we have a special price for members of the community. And you just let us know, hey, I'm in Jim's community and it's $179 a month total. So it's, you know, 89 for the regular retainer, an extra 89 for this, you know, for our team to actually be proactively monitoring your account. We're calling it Account Health Pro. And we go in three times a week. We send you an email every time we go into your account, letting you know what we found, take care of any issues that we can. And if there's anything that we need to create legal cases for, we create those cases and then get the relevant information from y'all and handle it in-house. So that way it's just A to Z. You guys don't have to worry about your account health management anymore. And we take care of it for you. So fantastic, man. I, I want to talk to you more about this and, and dig into that a little deeper. We've kind of run out of time for today, but that's tremendous sure. that you guys are doing that. And you guys are the ones that we trust with my account. So, you know, that's Thank about you. as big of an endorsement I could give is, hey, this is the guy that I trust. And we're turning on these services with you guys and excited to do so. So get over to jeffschick.com, S-C-H-I-C-K, just like the razor and check out what he has to offer. Always appreciate you seeing, seeing you, Jeff. And uh, we're going to do this again next week, right? Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Thanks for your time. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.